You've found the Everything Apostolic Podcast. Delight your soul, feed your spirit, and sharpen your mind with anointed teaching and discussion on subjects such as faith healing, miracles, end-time prophecy, holiness, and everything that apostolics love. And now here's your host, pastor, author, blogger, and teacher, Charles Rodas. Hi, this is Charles Rodas, and you have just reached everything apostolic. Well, praise the Lord. It's so good to be with you today and uh, chatting in your ear about Jesus. Hallelujah. Today, I want to talk about this subject. Jesus was an extremist. So much today about extremism, you know, the extremism about Oh, well, about money, extremism about what you believe, extremism about uh, being male or female or or whatever in this world. There's so much talk about it. Everybody's calling everybody, it seems, an extremist. Well, if Jesus lived today, it would be just like it was 2,000 years ago while he was walking on this earth. And he definitely was an extremist. Oh, yeah, he didn't fit in. Jesus didn't fit in anywhere he went. The only reason people followed him, maybe except for his 12, of course, but other than that, people generally did not follow him except for his miracles and the things that he could do. Now, we know this because when it came to crucify him, they turned against him. But sure, there were 12 and there were others that 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 knew there was something different about this Jesus. And oh, they, they knew that he was, a, quote unquote, an extremist, as we would call him. And but they didn't care. They, they didn't care. They, they knew just like, you know, just like I know that even though he didn't fit in. There was something about him that we love, and there was something about his love that was so amazing that that he could take someone that was getting ready to be stoned to death, maybe even a woman caught in the very act of adultery, that they pulled her out of the situation, away from the man, may have even been a setup, who knows, and uh, threw her down in the midst of Jesus there in the temple. And uh, they said, okay, Jesus, what shall we do with this woman caught in the very act of adultery? The uh, law says for us to stone her. Well, Jesus stooped down begin to write upon the ground. Now, then he stood back up. All right, he said, let him that is without sin first cast a stone at her. And then he, like I said, he began to write upon the ground. But you've got to realize where he was standing at the time. He was standing, they were standing in the temple. They were standing inside that beautiful temple, Solomon's temple, that had not yet been destroyed. Praise God. We know it was destroyed by Titus of the Roman army, as Jesus prophesied that it would. But he stooped down and on that that marble floor began to write in the dust. Yes. Yeah. Uh, can you imagine that? that? That marble floor was worth so much today. No telling. We could probably guess it would be worth millions of dollars. 
transported from different places of the world. And it was so dusty and dirty in there that he began to write there on that marble floor in the dust. All right. Well, when he stood back up, there was nobody. He said, woman, where is the, where are thine accusers? And she said, Lord, I have none. He was an extremist. That's right. To forgive sin and to even the way it looked, it looked like even to oppose the law of Moses. No, he wasn't opposing it. He was bringing in a better hope. He was bringing in mercy. Praise God where the law of Moses had no mercy. Oh, hallelujah. Thank God for Jesus, the extremist. When he walked into a room somewhere, you know, people turned around. When he walked into a crowd of people, well, they looked at him. You know how they look at you sometimes when you're walking through a crowd, you, you walk into a building, you walk into a room, and you don't, you, you may not know it, you may not realize it, but there's a command about you. There is, there is an essence about you. There is a spirit about you, the spirit of God is living on the inside of you. And you've got to understand that, yes, you're an extremist. You're an extremist. Yeah, the world opposes how you believe, you apostolic you. <laughs> Praise God, and they oppose how I believe, and they oppose Jesus. For the most part, again, they only followed him because of the the good that he was doing. But when the crowd and the masses turned against him, everybody joined in. It was even a point the disciples turned and walked away and, Peter, Peter was standing there, and Jesus said, "Well, Peter, will you go also? Go." He, he said, "Well, Lord, where can I go? Where where can we go? For Thou hast the words of eternal life." So yeah, when Jesus walked into a situation, people's heads turned. He was different. He, to them, he was weird. To them, he was strange. They look you up and down. My wife and I walk into a store. We could be standing in the line at Walmart so many times, and sometimes she'll notice, sometimes I'll notice, and they'll look her up and down, say, what in the world? You know, my wife, she's modest. But at the same time, she does she does dress very nice. She, she doesn't look like, you know, something just walked out of an old closet, just sloppy looking. She, she dresses good. She takes care of herself, and just like an apostolic should, you know, just like we should be a good representation. But, you know, because we, we're we not revealing our body and we do dress modestly. and But at the same time with that, we look sharp. We look good. And there's nothing wrong with that. Praise God, we should. We identify with the king. We <laughs> we identify with the king. We we walk with the king. We live for the king. We we dress in his royal, uh, his royal priesthood. Praise God. So, yeah, they'll, they'll look her up and down. On occasion, they'll look me up and down. Not as much, though, as, as she. Praise God. Yeah, Jesus was strange to this world. He was a strange character. Yeah, he was. He was a strange character to this world. They didn't understand him. Oh, he, he, he was different. Praise God. I'm so glad today that he was, and he is. And he makes us different. Bible says that we are peculiar people. Now, actually, the word peculiar there doesn't mean like we would normally think like strange, but it actually means we're owned by a king. And the royal priesthood, the, the king's kids, they they don't act like everybody else because they grow up in the 
They grew up in the, <clears throat> they grew up under the king, praise God. They grew up with training and teaching, and we are different. Oh, yes, we are. Oh, praise God. And Jesus said one time, he said, if they hated me, if they hate me, they will hate you. And sure, the, the masses reached for him to touch him, to, to be healed and to be delivered. And by so many miracles, he performed and cast out devils and opened blind eyes and deaf ears and made the lame to walk and raised the dead and healed the leper, cleansed the leper just by a word. By a touch, his power was ex exampled, praise God. He could walk into where the demon-possessed were just because he walked into the presence of the demon-possessed without even saying a word sometimes. They begin to scream out and cry out. And who Have thou come to torment us before the time, they would say, <laughs> talking to Jesus because he just walked into the situation because he walked in with power and anointing. There was something different about him. Oh, praise God. I've got more for you, but hang on for an important message. Well, praise the Lord. I want to tell you about my newest book. Hey, this is September of 2022, and I just released, just published in Amazon and Kindle my ninth book, and I'm super excited to tell you. And it is the heartbeat uh, of my ministry and the greatest desire that I have. And the title of the book is How to Help Someone Receive the Holy Ghost. How to Help Someone Receive the Holy Ghost. I encourage you to go to Amazon, go to Kindle, get a copy, take a look at my new book. And of course, in Amazon, as you may know, you can always open that up and read a little bit in the book. So I encourage you to take a look at how to help someone receive the Holy Ghost. This is for the altar worker, the person that is passionate about helping people receive this wonderful gift. It's for the person that has that altar working uh, desire in his heart to, to help, help people be born again of the Spirit of God. Hallelujah. And if that's you, if you're interested in this subject, well, take a look at the book. I believe my 40 years experience might have some great takeaways for you and uh, to be encouraged and walk in this ministry and to walk in this gift. All right. In Jesus name. Yes, Jesus was an extremist. Oh, yeah, you are too. Just just admit it. <laughs> I'm an extremist. Yeah. Uh, and, and, you know, in the workplace and different places, so many times we just don't fit in. You know, we're not the ones they're trying to be friends with. You know, there's there, there's uh, exceptions to the rule. But for the most part, we're not the ones they're seeking out to be buddies with. Uh, you know, when I worked in an office years ago and everybody was going to go to lunch or go to dinner and you know, hey, let's go to lunch, you know, let's go do this. They, they weren't asking me. They weren't inviting me. Why? Because I was the strange guy. I was the guy they know that didn't cuss, you know, didn't drink, didn't listen to dirty jokes, didn't laugh at their off-colored ways and jokes. No, I was an extremist. And uh, so I wasn't one. No, they didn't dislike me, you know, at least to my face. I don't think they disliked me because... 
I seek out to have a friendly attitude and uh, an acceptable personality. But at the same time, we're not the people. <laughs> we are, in a sense, hated. Uh, but all at the same time, there is a certain respect that the, that the world has for us because we are an extremist, and in their hearts, many of them know that we are we're we're right in so many ways, and they don't know that we're right in all of our ways, according to the Bible. But they they have a respect for us because they know that there's something different about us, and that we're able to stand out in a crowd, and we can live right, even though when everyone around us is angry, and everyone around around us is cursing and swearing and, and you know and acting inappropriate that we can stand our ground and we can be respectful and and have an attitude of of righteousness praise god as jesus said if they hated me they will hate you so there's going to be times you're going to run into that you have to be ready for that and no one wants to be hated no one wants to be disrespected no one wants to be uh, you know unfriended but that happens that happens because of who we follow all the 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 disciples they were they were a strange group as well because they were learning from the best they were learning from the master they were learning from jesus the extremist praise god and you know jesus didn't stand around talking sports no i don't believe he did and i'm not saying it's it's wrong to try to um tried to befriend someone and tried to find common ground. But there was something so about Jesus. There was such so much of him, so much uh, spirit about him that that you know, attention just just came upon uh, uh, him by the crowd, the people. They were, who is that? There's something different about this Jesus. Why does he act different? Why does he, next thing you know, he's, healing a child or he's 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 healing a blind man he's now a crowd is gathering in there's he began to teach maybe in the corner of the market or maybe standing upon a a a box or a a little hill somewhere he would begin to teach and the crowd would gather in hundreds sometimes thousands oh that they they enjoyed his teaching you know, there's there's people that love this extremism. They just don't always want to follow it, but they they're interested in it. They love it's something different. <laughs> yeah, it's something different. And you know, Jesus had an agenda, my brother, my sister. Jesus had an agenda. Every day he had an agenda. Praise God. Uh, I heard of a man that was retiring from his job. He had worked there decades, thirty years, forty years, whatever it was, w- working there and. And they had a little party for him after, after you know, after it was all over. You know, some of his co-workers came and something was said about him going to church. Something was said about him. Some of the church people were there as well. And and uh, something was said about him being a Christian. And <laughs> some of his co-workers said, you, you go to church? You're a Christian? I, I never knew that. Never knew that you were a Christian. Wow. Isn't that something now that doesn't sound like an extremist person to me? We we need the crowd needs to know. Not that you have to stand up and shout everybody, shout out to everyone, but your lifestyle is going to exemplify something. When you're not joining in the the, the common crowd and and the beer drinking and the cussing and the, the swearing and you know, and they see that you're bowing your head for dinner and or lunch and they see you know, that your conversation is about the Bible and the word of God. 
oh, you have become an extremist and they'll look at you as different and some will even make fun of you. Uh, some of you will tease you and and give you a hard time. But listen, you're, you're in the crowd with Jesus. You're, you're in the crowd with the 12. Praise God. We are extremists in that sense of word. And uh, so listen, be of good courage. Be of courage. Be of good courage. Praise God. And Why? The Bible says that Jesus, even Jesus himself, even at 12 years old, when he parted from his mother and his father, Joseph, his stepfather, in reality, and they could not find him. I believe it was for a couple days. What was it, two days or three days? And they couldn't find him. He, they was a train of people, you know, tra- traveling and moving about. And they, they were so distraught. Where he, and they found him in the temple. They found Jesus. He went to the temple at 12 years old by himself. Now, of course, we wouldn't let that happen with our children. And But Jesus, we know he was God manifest in the flesh. 1 Timothy 3.16. And he was there teaching uh, he was there teaching the teachers. He was there, t- there teaching the, 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 the lawyers, the, those that taught the law, praise God, and, and the Pharisees and the scribes. They were listening to him, and he could speak so powerfully even at the age of 12, and he was teaching them and just amazing them what he knew and things they did not know. Oh, he was about the Father's business. Oh, yes, for 33 and a half years. And about those last three years, approximately three years of earthly ministry he had in, oh, he was an extremist of the extremists, always healing the sick. And you know what? And he's still doing that today, my friend. He's still doing that today, my apostolic believer. He is still different, and he's still doing miracles among us. He's still healing the sick, raising the dead. Oh, thank God. Thank God for truth. He wasn't afraid to speak truth, even though he was hated for it. He was the talk of the town. And Jesus is still the talk of the town. The Bible is the most read book that has ever been published. The Bible is the most purchased book that's ever been published. Those 66 books, 39 of the Old Testament, 27 books of the New Testament, almost 900,000 words the most popular book that has ever, ever been published on paper and audio. Praise God. You can get it in so many formats now. Thank God for the word of God. Genesis to Revelation, the word of God, the words of Jesus in red, but all of the Bible is the word of God. Yes, he was the talk of the town. Oh, hallelujah. He was the talk of the town. Well, thank God for the truth. Thank God in all reality. Yes, you and I, we're extremists to this world. We're a witness for him. And he said that we would be witnesses unto all the world. And and when God begins to use you, God begins to use any apostolic believer, let me tell you something. And uh, we begin to build churches and begin to pray for the sick and we begin to preach and the witness for the Lord and the way we live and dress is different. We're we're strange. We're weird. We're extremists, but that's all right. We're extremists in a good way. We're not hurting anyone. And our extremism starts with love, and it ends with love. Praise God, because we know that God is love. Well, thank you, friend, for listening. God bless you. Got an important message for you here. All right, until next time, this is Brother Rodas. 
Thank you for listening to the Everything Apostolic Podcast. Don't forget to subscribe to this podcast and leave a rating and review for it as it provides tremendous feedback to this ministry. Don't forget, more resources are available at www.charlesarodis.com. There you will find Pastor Rodis's books and also the newsletter and a free gift when you subscribe to the newsletter. Until next time, be blessed in Jesus' name.